Matthew chapter 28. We're going to be in verse 16. Verse 16, literally the last chapter of the gospel of Matthew. This is what it says. Uh, a little context, Jesus is at the end of his ministry. In fact, Jesus is about to go away forever until he returns again. And uh, he calls a meeting with his disciples for one last powwow. Here it is, Matthew chapter 28, verse 16. Do you use the word powwow? Is that a powwow? Me neither. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, I love this, they worshiped him, but some were haters. Verse 18, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Teach these new disciples to obey all that I have commanded you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even until the end of age. Be sure of this. I'm with you always, even until the end of the age. I want to title tonight's message. Are you taking notes? Are you taking notes? Somebody taking notes? You're going to want to take notes tonight. No, I'm just, it's fine. Uh, the title of tonight's message is, I'm still here. Turn to your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, no matter how bad it gets, don't worry, because I'm still here. Some of y'all didn't even talk to a neighbor. Turn to the other neighbor and say, are you more friendly? Because listen... I'm still here. Come on, somebody. Hey, have you, have, you ever experienced, have you ever experienced something or encountered or had an interaction with someone that taught you something about God? Has that ever happened to you? Had an encounter with someone? Um, no? That's awesome. Me neither. Um, no. Um, a, a, a little bit ago, not too long ago, um, I was in this weird season of my life where I was a little bit frustrated. Um, Things weren't going my way in life. Have you ever been there before? Like, just things don't seem to be going your way. And uh, frustrated and kind of bitter. But have you ever been, like, frustrated at God personally? Like, that's kind of where I was in this particular moment in time. And like any mature man of God, the, the way a ma- mature man of God would handle it and the way that I handle it is I just started complaining all the time. Like, I just started complaining all the time. Complaining to God, complaining to my wife, complaining like, la, la, la. I was just really frustrated in the season of life. And uh, flash forward a few days later, we had a staff meeting on a Tuesday morning, and we brought in some special guests uh, to really minister. We do this every once in a while. And um, they had some guests. And at the end of the meeting, like every spiritual gathering should be, they had, hey, if you want prayer, come up to the front. We'll have these people pray over you. And have you like... At me at that moment, I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm like, I'm good. Like, have you ever been that? Like, I don't need no prayer. I'm fine. I'm fine. However, literally everyone got up and went to the front. I was like, I am not about to be the only unspiritual person in this room. So I got up and I was complaining about it the whole way. I was like, this is dumb. Wasting my time. I got work to do. God, I don't want to be here. Whatever. So I get up to the front and the person prays, uh, is talking to me. And they're asking some questions about me. And uh, they, they stop and they say, like I may, I don't know anything about your life, and I may be completely wrong about this, but I feel like the Lord is saying to you, you would be less frustrated if you celebrated more than you complained. The Lord told you to tell that to me. The Lord, the Lord said, if I'd be less frustrated if I celebrated more than complained. Oh, he good. He's real good. And this interaction with this person, this random person, they didn't know me, but this interaction with this person, this moment with this person taught me something about God. It, t- it told me, it taught me that he cares for me. God of the universe actually was listening to me this whole time. This interaction with this human being who had no idea who I was showed me something about 
God, in your life, there will be moments, there will be interactions that you will have that are designed to teach you something about the character of God. And it's the same thing in Matthew chapter 28. See, there's this profound moment at the end of Matthew. Like, this is literally the last moment that Jesus is going to be on the earth. He's calling his disciples. He's got one last thing to say before he pieces out. And what does he say? He says, go out into all the world, make disciples, baptize them, and teach them all that I have commanded you. We all know this. This is called the Great Commission. But the amazing thing is that it doesn't end there because the Great Commission actually ends with a great promise. Look at what Jesus says. He says, and be sure of this. I am with you always, even until the end of age. Guys, Catch this. This is Jesus' last moment with like his crew. He's got one last thing to say. And what does he want to teach them in this last interaction? He wants to teach them that no matter what you go and do, no matter who you meet, no matter what happens, remember that I will be with you always. And so as we talk about promises tonight, here's what I want you to understand. That God's greatest promise to you is his presence with you. God's greatest promise to you is his presence with you. Do you hear the, the last thing that Jesus leaves, the last thing that he does before Jesus leaves is gives us a promise. And his promise isn't a big bank account. Like his promise isn't a success. His promise to you isn't a significant other. Though some of y'all are like, please, Jesus, I need a boyfriend. Like it's not, it's not his promise to you. His promise to you is not that life will always be great. No, you wanna know God's greatest promise to you is that he will always be with you. No matter what happens in every season, in every storm, God is going to be with you. Like some of you guys are in a storm right now in life. Can we just admit it? Some of you guys are going through a storm, but did you know God never promised to always take you out of the storm? God's greatest promise is to be with you even in the storm. God's greatest promise to you is his presence with you. Have you ever had a, you ever had someone like talk behind your back before? Or like not at you on Twitter. And then you're like, I know that was from me. Come on. You have you ever, has that ever happened? And like you get all fired up and, and you're like, oh, it's about to go down. You ever experienced this before? And then what do you do? You go to your friend. And you're like, oh, did you see? Did you see what she said about me? Did you hear? And then your friend says the four greatest words anyone could ever say. I got your back. Oh, it's about to go down. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no, like you have all the confidence in the world with those four words. Oh, you got my back. I don't care if she's like a 10 foot, like Goliath. You going down tonight. Like you walk into that situation with absolute zero fear. Why? Because the confidence in your storm comes from the company at your side. Oh, that was good. Come on. I'll say it again. The confidence in the storms of your life comes from the company at your side. And I'm here to tell you tonight that you can have confidence in every storm of your life. You can have confidence in every problem of your life because the company at your side has a name and his name is Jesus. And he's never going to leave you. And he says, I'm going to always be with you even until the end of the age. God's greatest promise to you, guys, is his presence with you. But what else I want you to understand tonight is that God's presence with you is the only hope of peace within you. God's presence with you is the only hope of peace within you. Have you ever noticed that when life gets a little bit shaky, chaos seems to be happening in our world, it, there's just this natural inclination 
to run away from God and find peace in external things. Have you noticed this, that we do this as people? We run away to other things to find comfort when things are getting shaky. Like when things get stressful, when we get anxious, like we run to relationships for comfort. When things get rocky in life, we, we run to, some run to alcohol, some run to partying, some run to our social media accounts, some will run to that particular website for comfort because we're all searching for peace. We're all searching for comfort. But what I'm here to tell you tonight is that the only hope you have for peace within you is the God that's with you. There's a story in the book of Deuteronomy. And there's this minor character. You, you literally may have never heard of him. His name is Moses. And uh, he's the leader of Israel at this time. He's the leader of Israel. But God was kind to him. God was really merciful to him and told Moses, hey, you're going to die soon. <laughs> Thanks, God. That's nice of you. So Moses knows he's literally going to die soon. And so what does he do? He goes to the next person in command. His name was Joshua. And he says, yo, bro, listen, I got some weird news. I'm going to die soon. So I'm passing on the entire leadership responsibilities to you. Look at, look at this. Deuteronomy 31. It says, when Moses called for Joshua, and as all of Israel watched, he said to him, be strong and courageous. For you will lead these people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors he would give them. You are the one who will divide it among as the grants of their lands. Like, no pressure, Joshua, but we're just giving you responsibility of an entire nation. Can, can you imagine at that moment how Joshua might feel? Like, Moses, we all know Moses. Moses, like, split the sea. Like, Moses is Moses. And he's like, you put me in charge? Wait, hold on a second. You put me, like, how could you not be anxious in that moment? How could Joshua not feel the entire weight of responsibility at that moment? How is it possible to find peace? How could Joshua not be afraid? How could he not be concerned? How could he not be anxious? Well, Moses actually gives Joshua the answer. Look at verse eight. It says, do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you and he will neither fail you nor abandon you. So catch this scene. Moses, he done. Like he's about to like kick the bucket and he's given this responsibility to Joshua. He said, hey, it's on you now. Good luck. And guess what? It doesn't go well sometimes. It goes really poorly for Joshua sometimes. But he says, you don't have to be afraid though because your source of peace within you is the God who is always with you. And I'm here to tell you tonight that the key to finding peace in your life is not to have a better situation. The key to having peace in your life is not to have better parents or a better home life. The key to having peace in your life is not to move away from Abilene. Though some of you are like, please get me out of the city. The key is not to move away. That's not the key to peace. You want to know the key, the answer to peace in your life? The only hope that you have for peace in every circumstance is God, the same God who has gone before you in every circumstance, the same God who says, I will never abandon you. I will never leave you. That is the thing. That is the person. That is the God and your only hope for peace. So stop searching for peace. Stop searching for comfort. And all of these external things, the only one that can give you peace within you is the God who is always with you. Matthew chapter 6 Jesus is on this epic sermon. Like, he's preaching forever. Like, if I preached as long as Jesus was, y'all would have left, like, forever ago. Like, Jesus is on, it's, it's the Sermon on the Mount. Maybe you've heard of this. And Jesus actually begins to talk about being worried. Jesus actually begins to talk about being anxious. And I want to read it. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 25. He says, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. 
whether enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father, yet your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to me than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? I like that. Can your worries add a single moment to your life? And why are you worrying about clothing? Look at the lilies on the field and how they grow. They don't work. They do nothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, listen to this, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry. Don't worry about all these things, saying what we'll eat, what we drink, what we wear. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all of your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything that you need. The last thing I want you to understand tonight is that God's presence with you is a promise of provision for you. God's presence with you is a promise to take care of you. Matthew chapter 6 says that not only is God with you, God is going to take care of you. So why worry? He knows exactly what's going on in your life. He knows exactly what's happening. He's not shocked by your situation right now. He's not thrown off and surprised. He's not calling like the Holy Spirit like, oh gosh, did you see what happened in their life? What are we going to do? Did you know that was going to happen? No, I didn't know that was going to happen. What are we going to do? I don't know. No, God is not surprised by any storm or situation in your life. He's not shocked at what you're going through. But here's what I want you to understand tonight is that God has never promised you a perfect life. He promised you perfect peace through his presence and his provision. Guys, what I want you to understand tonight is that God is going to take care of you. He is. That's what Matthew chapter 6 says. And we spend all this time worrying and worrying and worrying, concerned about our future. God's not concerned about your future. We spend all this time worrying and worrying and worrying. What are we going to do next? How am I going to get this? And gonna... God's not concerned. He's not shocked at your situation. Because Jesus is saying, why are you worrying? I take care of the birds. I take care of flowers. Why would I not take care of you? You're way more valuable to me than they are. Jesus is saying, I'm with you. And I'm going to take care of you. That's his promise. I asked a question earlier. The question was, have you had, ever had an experience or an interaction that taught you something about God? Uh, well, spoiler alert, fatherhood will tell you a whole bunch about God. Um, I've learned a ton about God in three and a half weeks. Um, in fact, I had one of those moments uh, a few nights ago. Uh, one thing I have learned about fatherhood is you just literally never sleep. Like, I haven't, I haven't slept since you last saw me, so it's going well. You just never sleep. It's something I've learned about fatherhood is you don't sleep. Claire doesn't sleep. And so Mandy and I have learned... Uh, uh, kind of a, a rotation of how we're going to handle this. And so your boy here gets the late night shift. Like that's how it goes. Manny goes to bed and I'm up on the couch watching the baby monitor, you know, to 1, 2 a.m. That's my shift. Like that's my calling. Love you, Claire. Like that's awesome. I love it. And um, the, uh, the other night, it was super late. My goodness. It was so late. And Claire starts crying. Like 
you haven't lived until you've had a three-week-old screaming in your face. Like, that's, that's a new level of life you're experiencing there. Anyway, she's up. It's like 1, 2 a.m. I don't remember. And she's screaming at my, in my face. So I take her up, and I start rocking her. And, I sh- and eventually, she settles down. Like, this is awesome. Come on. I'm so awesome. And... Um, However, a few minutes later, she, she like begins to wake up and get fussy, and she is about to cry, and I say, no, 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 it's okay. I'm still here. And she does this. No, no lie. Like, opens her eye. <laughs> no lie. Look, opens her eye to look at me, and then goes to sleep. And in that moment, no joke, in that moment, it taught me something about God. It taught me that he's the same way. So often we get fussy and we get scared and we get nervous. Chaos seems to be in our world, but in that moment, that's when God says, no, 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 it's okay. Because I'm still here. I'm still here. You see, I didn't, I didn't, the thing that's crazy is I didn't take away Claire's problems. Like she may have been hungry. I can't feed her. Mandy is the only one right now that can feed that baby. I, like I can't solve that problem. I'm not a doctor. She may have not been feeling very well. I can't prescribe her any medicine. Like, I I couldn't have done anything to solve and take away Claire's problem. I didn't take away the problem. But it was a realization that her daddy was still with her and that he was going to take care of her. Guys, listen, the problem didn't go away. But the peace from her father's presence is what overwhelmed the problem. How? With three words. I'm still here. Some of you have felt like God has long abandoned you. Some of you have, it's been like years since you have felt a personal relationship with Jesus. You would feel like God, God who abandoned me a long time ago. No, 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 no. I want you to understand tonight. He's looking at you saying, no, 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 it's okay. I'm still here. And if you will keep your eyes on me, my peace will overpower your problem. Some of you have gone through a horrific breakup and you have felt totally worthless. You've put so much identity into a relationship, but suddenly it's gone and you feel like you have nothing. You are worthless. You have no belonging. No one cares about you. And God is saying, no, 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 no. I'm I'm still here. This problem is nothing. If you just lock eyes with me, my peace will overwhelm your problem. Some of you have tried out for a sports team or a club or anything like that, and you didn't get it, and so you feel like you're totally worthless. Like, that's embarrassing. I didn't make the team. Who could enjoy someone like that? Like, how can I show my face? Who would love me? And God, God, no, 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 listen. It's okay, because I'm still here, and if you will lock eyes with me, my peace will overwhelm your problems. Some of you guys are still struggling with the same things you've been struggling with for years and years and years, and you think, how could God love me? Surely God is far away from me with all the mess that I have inside me, and God is going, what? No, 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 no. It's okay, because I'm still here. All I need you to do is lock eyes with me, and my peace will overwhelm your problem. My question tonight, what problems do you have going on in your life tonight? So often we get it reversed and we allow our problems to overwhelm our peace because we're looking for peace in other things than the presence of God. 
So what's your problem tonight? What's your storm tonight? Because I guarantee you, no matter what it is, no matter how far gone you feel, no matter what you've done, we serve an amazing God who looks at you just like a father will look at his daughter and say, no, 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 I know what you've gone through and it's okay. I know what you did last night and it's okay. I know how you feel and it's okay. I know what you've gone through and it's okay. I know what your father did to you and it's okay because I'm here. I'm still here.